Hi, Bill McMurdoch here. The following message is taken from my podcast for leaders in business and government and so on. I just thought it was a, a good message to share with people, particularly from uh, church circles, ministry circles, because um, it deals with uh, an Absalom spirit. It deals with people who undermine uh, ministry, undermine churches. Sadly, there are too many of them around today, so I hope this Message blesses you. I want to speak about something that is a very important aspect of being a leader. And that is dealing with what I would say is an Absalom spirit or an Absalom paradigm that you might find yourself in as a leader. Lots of leaders get attacked with this, caught up with this, and it can it can really undermine your organization, it can underline sorry, undermine what you're doing and your effectiveness as a leader. And just a little bit of background because there's so much that we don't really have time to look at it, but you can find the story in Second Samuel in the Bible um, from about chapter 13 up to 15. And it's a story of Absalom how Absalom was, was one of David's, King David's sons, and he was an extremely good-looking guy, the Bible tells us that. Um, he was just perfect, a handsome guy, and obviously quite successful. He was a prince of the realm, if you want to call it that. He was one of David's sons. Uh, but his brother, and of course David had different children to different women, and one of his sort of, uh, brothers uh, on that basis was... Um, a guy called Am Amnon, and Amnon um, had the hots for his sister Tamar, who was Absalom's actual sister. So, um, and it, it's a big long story, but eventually Amnon effectively rapes Tamar or Tamar, and Absalom takes exception to this and plots, and a couple of years later kills Amnon, and then he's banished from the realm. And eventually there's a little bit of trickery involved uh, to bring Absalom back into David's good graces. And David, as Absalom's father, missed his boy. So eventually Absalom gets back into the kingdom. And I'm just going to read some scripture here to illustrate the story. It says, After this it happened that Absalom provided himself with chariots and horses and 50 men to run before him. So Absalom started to build a power base. And folks, if you have an Absalom in your organization, in your church, in your business, and whatever you're doing, then you have to be very aware of this because there are Absaloms everywhere. Absalom would rise early and stand beside the way to the gate. Now, of course, the gate in the city was where people came in and out of to do trade and business and so on. And it says, so it was whenever anyone who had a lawsuit came to the king for a decision that Absalom would call to him and say, what city are you from? And he would say, your servant is from such and such a tribe of Israel. Then Absalom would say to him, look, your case is good and right, but there's no deputy of the king to hear you. What's happening here is that Absalom's saying, you know, what's going on? What's your problem? I'll deal with this. I'll sort you out. He started to shine on these people, okay? Um, and started to, you, you know, um, if you need a friend, if you need a shoulder to crown, if you need someone to take up your case. And it says... Moreover, Absalom would say, Oh, that I were made judge in the land, and everyone who's any suit or cause would come to me. 
then I would give him justice. What you need to understand about Absalom is Absalom had a role. He was the king's son. He had an important part to play. But as you find with Absalom's, they, they may be a leader in your organisation. You may have appointed them, but they're never content with what they've been appointed to do or with what they've been given. Uh, he says, and so it was whenever anyone came near to bow down to him, that he'd put out his hand and take him and kiss him. In other words, oh, you don't need to bow down to me. You know, we're in this together. Let me give you a hug, that type of thing. He's shining on the people to because he's building a power base, okay? And it's not a legitimate power base. You see, what I'm talking about is illegitimate versus legitimate authority. Now, David is the one that had the covenant with God. He was a patriarch, the Bible says. He had a covenant with God. God was building his house. David was the legitimate authority. Now, David made some big mistakes, to put it mildly, but he's still God's man. Okay, and Absalom could plug into that because he's the king's son. He could be part of the kingdom. But Absalom wanted to build his own kingdom. And an Absalom in your organisation is illegitimate authority. Okay, uh, and you're going to get people that. It's part and parcel of being a leader. And so it was whenever he came there that he would take his hand and kiss him. In this manner... Absalom acted toward all Israel who came to the king for judgment. Now listen to this little statement in 2 Samuel chapter 15, verse 6. So Absalom stole the hearts of the men of Israel. And Absalom in your organization will steal the hearts of the people in it. And it's not legitimate, folks. It's illegitimate. It's stealing the hearts. Now it came to pass after 40 years that Absalom said to the king, this is verse 7, please let me go to Hebron and pay the vow which I made to Yahweh for your servant took a vow while I dwelt at Geshur in Syria saying if Yahweh indeed brings me back to Jerusalem then I will serve Yahweh. And the king said to him, go in peace. In other words, okay, do what, do what you've got to do. And then so Absalom starts to plot. Um, it says, that he sent, sent spies throughout all the tribes of Israel, saying, as soon as you hear the sound of the trumpet, then you shall say, Absalom reigns in Hebron. Uh, and with Absalom went 200 men invited from Jerusalem. They went along innocently and did not know anything. Sometimes in a conspiracy against a true leader, a lot of the people don't really know what's going on. They, they follow blindly because no one's telling them that there's a plot or a conspiracy. Then Absalom sent for Ahithophel, or Ahithophel, the Gilanite, David's counsellor from his city, from Gilo, sorry, while he offers sacrifices. And Absalom will always try and get a hold of somebody close to the leader and pull them away, okay, to further the blow of the treachery. And the conspiracy grew strong. Notice the Bible calls it a, a conspiracy. For the people with Absalom continually increased in number. Absalom's grow their tribe. But it's not, but never legitimately. It's a conspiracy. It's illegitimate. Now, a messenger came to David saying, The hearts of the men of Israel are with Absalom. Okay? Now, we, I'll leave the story there in terms of the scripture because you can read on and, and discover, of course, eventually that, that David triumphs because Absalom's, Absalom's are a flash in the pan. They're shooting stars because they, they have no legitimacy. And if you're going through a situation just now where that you're being undermined by an Absalom, 
by somebody in your organisation, your business, your ministry, your church, whatever it is, your organisation, your charity, whatever it is that you're um, running and maybe you've started it, you've founded it, you're the leader, but there's somebody in it working against you to undermine you, to take away from you. To, it really is a parasitical thing. It's a parasite. Somebody takes from you that which you have legitimately, they take it illegitimately, um, then it will last because you cannot build a foundation upon deceit and dishonesty and treachery. You can't do it. Illegitimate uh, leaders have no foundation because they have no authority. They, they, they're not submitted to anyone anyway. And, you know, the, the Bible speaks about the importance of being under authority. If you're going to have authority, you have to answer to authority. In other words, there's a chain of command. Absaloms try to break the chain of command because they function in usurped authority. So um, it's so very important for us to understand that Absaloms have no basis to them, but they can still cause great damage. They can still cause a lot of trouble uh, and they can wreck organisations. Um, so it's so important to guard against this. And one way you guard against this is by testing the loyalty of your staff, testing the loyalty, particularly of your leaders. As I said, Absalom wasn't some guy that just wandered in off the street. And he was a prince. He was the king's son. Now, he wasn't going to be the king. Solomon, another of David's sons, was destined to be king. And sometimes that's the problem, is that an Absalom will see the true succession or somebody who's meant to follow on from the leader who has legitimate authority and they just can't handle that. Their, their pride and their arrogance and their sense of jealousy, rejection means that they make a play for power. Now, we see a lot of this going on. I'm talking about illegitimate authority. A lot of people uh, in the, the earth today, they don't recognise legitimate or genuine authority. Sometimes David himself had to deal with this. While David was waiting to be made king, he was under the kingship of King Saul, who God had rejected. You can read the Bible story uh, in, in 1 Samuel. Um, and God had rejected Saul from being king, but he was still king for a season. He was still king for a number of years. And David had to deal with that um, and had to function under that. So, you know, leadership isn't easy because sometimes when you're on the path to being the, the absolute leader, the undisputed leader, the true leader, sometimes you have to serve under uh, authority which is less than perfect but is still a genuine authority. Saul still had the authority of being king and David had the chance to kill Saul but he wouldn't take it because he understood that Saul had once been anointed of Yahweh and that although God had pronounced that he was going to take the kingdom from him, he was still functioning in the role. So, but Absalom's, they can't handle that there's somebody in authority, uh, of genuine authority, and so they just decide we're going to stage a coup, we're going to build our own kingdom, we're going to do our own thing. David had that temptation but refused to do it. And so it was a further qualification for him 
in terms of his stepping into being king of Israel eventually, that he didn't go down that route of usurping the authority of the existing leader. I hope I've explained that clearly enough to you because we need to function in a world today where we understand that some people have authority, but they're not living, genuine authority, I mean, but they're not living or functioning the way they should. And the temptation is just to overthrow them, to go for anarchy as a response to that, rather than saying, no, we're going to still function with this, we're going to show loyalty to that genuine authority, um, but you know, not without wholly giving ourselves over to it. Uh, for example, if the government asked you to do something that was against your ethics, your moral code, your faith, that type of thing, well, we'll, we'll try to be as law-abiding as possible, but we're certainly not going to do things that we feel we just can't do conscience-wise. That's what I'm trying to say. Absaloms have no such uh, you know, radar in terms of moral or, or, or ethics. They just they see what they want and they, they go out to get it. Uh, but they, they do it in a crafty, cunning way. They try to steal the hearts of people. To, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm. They'll not come out and say, oh, I'm the true leader here. What they say is, oh, if only I had, you know, if only I could, you know, I, but I'm not the leader. But if I was, I would change things until the time comes where they, where they have this thing where Absalom says, look, now's the time. When you hear the news, that's me becoming the leader. Eventually, Absaloms will make a play for power and usurp the authority of the existing leadership which is genuine, which is has genuine authority. So these are things that we have to deal with as leaders. These are things that we have to deal with, particularly in the 21st century that we're living in now, where things like loyalty uh, are just no longer valued by a lot of people. It's just you know, they make a play for what they want, they try and get what they want, and they just go for it. But they, what they don't do is go for it with any authenticity in terms of they're not genuine, it's illegitimate rather than legitimate authority that they're seeking. And, you know, we've seen it even start to play out in politics now that people who are perhaps maybe uh, democratically elected um, they they try to go way beyond their remit, they try to go way beyond the boundaries of their representation of people and try to become dictatorial. Uh, they try to, for example, make laws that enrich them, that strengthen their positions, but they don't, they, they no longer care about people, if they ever did, okay? And, of course, there's a lot of speculation in a lot of places that in the Western world, democracy is not a true one, that a lot of Elections are fixed, rigged, whatever. And of course, the media plays a part in all of these things. So we're living in a world where there is a lot of illegitimate authority because people, even who maybe have uh, been appointed or elected in a legitimate fashion, start to use their power in an illegitimate way. Okay, So all of these, there are levels of all these things, there are, there are lines that people don't want to cross. What I'm trying to say is, as a general thing, it's good for us to be law-abiding. It's good for us to have respect and honour for our leaders. It's good for us to do our best to try and, um, you know, be law-abiding citizens and to be loyal to our leaders. But I think when they start to really abuse their power, 
abuse their authority. But regardless of that, even good kings, good leaders like David was, uh, albeit he made many mistakes, but even then, he, no matter how good, and sometimes, sadly, it happens when, a, when you've got a, a really good leader, is that you get an Absalom arises and uh, who decides that they are going to take away from the true legitimate authority and try and destroy. And it's an interesting thing because um, a lot of Absaloms, they, their jealousy, they, they do their best not just to undermine their uh, leader by being treacherous against them, but they actually um, they, they go out an all-out attack and decide that, um, you know, it, to justify what they've done, they have to trash the character and reputation of the leader that they've uh, betrayed. So there's a lot of this stuff goes on in the earth right now. So be aware of that as a leader. Um, and obviously, without being a, somebody full of suspicion, then you have to look out for Absaloms. You have to, and you have to nip it in the bud when you see it. And quite frankly, the best way of nipping it in the bud is just to get rid of the person, um, because you may try and, you know, smooth talk them or try and appease them or try in some way to say to them, "Look, you're doing the wrong thing." When you spot an Absalom standing at the gate, trying to shine on people, trying to pull away their, steal their hearts, when you see someone in your organisation trying to steal. The, the hearts of the people, get rid of them as quickly as you possibly can because that person will just become a bigger problem. So that's a, a good little life lesson for you, a leadership lesson for you. Don't let the Absaloms take over your organisation and destroy what you're doing in that organisation. Till next time, God bless you. Stay safe, stay healthy and get wise and prosper in all things. God bless. How was that? Happy with that? Mm -hmm.